0: We all have different communication styles, and we can't assume that our partner or our potential partner or whomever knows what we're thinking. Not everybody's a mind reader. Not everybody is going to pick up on cues like you. And especially if you're an empath, we tend to read body language. We tend to look at more than just the verbal, and not everybody's like that. So rather than just make assumptions, I find it's better to just say how you're feeling or ask the person the question that's on your mind because you might be surprised that the answer that you get is totally different than what you were ruminating about in your head or what you assumed. Welcome back to Diary of an Empath. Today, I wanna talk about how to effectively communicate in relationships and dating. And relationships is not necessarily just romantic ones. It could be friendships. It could be coworkers. It could be family members. And I think especially for sensitive individuals, empaths and people who are just more emotional or more in tune with energy around them. It can be a little tricky to navigate communication, especially in the early stages of a potential relationship because you're still getting to know each other. And that means you don't always know exactly how to make yourself understood by the new person that's in your life. And a lot of times things from our past can make it difficult because we automatically want to protect our heart. We automatically want to make ourselves very clear. And we want to ask the questions really early on because we're trying to navigate, is this person somebody who can potentially hurt me or is this somebody who could be a potential match for me? So I can understand and I resonate and have been the person in that seat where I've wanted to ask those questions really early on because I've been afraid of being hurt or I want to know if this person is on the same page. So like everything else about dating, communication can get really complicated sometimes. I think first and foremost, you need to get real with yourself. What is it that you're looking for and what is it that you want from a partner or a potential partner, friendship, family member, coworker, whatever that means for you, you got to get real with yourself because if you don't know what you want, if you don't know what your expectations are, then how can you expect that other person to know what to bring to the table or the do's and don'ts of the relationship? How can you communicate a boundary If you don't even know what your own expectations are in a relationship. So first things first is you have to set your own expectations, what your standards are, what are the pet peeves that you have that are absolutely no goes for you, whether that's smoking, lying, cheating, whatever that means for you. Set those boundaries with yourself first, even before you start dating, before you put yourself on the market. Or even if you're with a potential partner right now, set those boundaries and be really clear and be very honest with yourself. Because oftentimes when we start dating a potential partner, we are stuck in this idealistic view or idealistic mindset of who they can potentially be. Because then the problem with that is you have this hope and this picture of who you think they are. And if that person doesn't meet those standards, you're going to get disappointed So you have to get really real with yourself in terms of what you're looking for, what you want, and then you can set those boundaries with that person and not letting the things slide that don't meet your expectations. Now, I'm not saying to have a checklist and if that person doesn't check off every single box on your list that you should let them go because it doesn't work like that. We're not robots. We are humans. Things are subjective. We are all different in our different ways. And you might meet somebody who unexpectedly surprises you and maybe they don't have every box on that list checked off, but maybe they bring other things to the table, but at least have a foundation of what you're looking for, the things that you want, and the things that you absolutely know that you cannot deal with, even if that means making a list. So when I think about what's important to me, I want somebody who is honest, who is genuine, who has humility. I don't like a cocky person. Confidence is great. I like a confident person, but I don't want somebody who's too confident. So there are certain things that I know if a person is presenting that to me that I cannot deal with, especially if they're treating others badly or if they have a serial history of cheating. And it's one thing to cheat and to learn the lessons from it. But when you don't have that remorse or you don't have that regret, that's where my issues come in. So I want you to get really realistic about the things that are important to you. And then you can set the boundaries if the those things are presented or if there's other things that are presented that maybe you need to question. And first and foremost, though, we need to at least be very upfront with the fact that don't do this all on the first date. It's probably not a good idea to start asking all these questions to a potential partner all on the first date, but let it flow. Of course, if you have a connection and you guys are just opening questions up and you're being honest with each other, that's totally cool. But a lot of times what I see with empaths, and I've been in this position more than once, is that we tend to hold back asking questions because we are fearful that that potential partner will reject us or we're fearful of that potential partner's reaction. So we tend not to ask. And especially if you have more of an anxious attachment style, and I'm going to get into this in a later episode. I have that scheduled actually pretty soon. But if you have an anxious attachment style where you tend to be more on the anxious side, when it comes to dating and your partner, you might find that you have protest behavior. Maybe you'll do stuff to get their attention. Maybe you'll make a post. Maybe you'll have a passive aggressive post that's really about them. Those are the types of things that you want to avoid. And it's really best to just be straightforward with that person. Because remember, we all have different communication styles and we can't assume that our partner or our potential partner or whomever knows what we're thinking. Not everybody's a mind reader. Not everybody is going to pick up on cues like you. And especially if you're an empath, we tend to read body language. We tend to look at more than just the verbal and not everybody's like that. So rather than just make assumptions, I find it's better to just say how you're feeling or ask the person the question that's on your mind because you might be surprised that the answer that you get is totally different than what you were ruminating about in your head or what you assumed. So for example, let's say you're dating somebody and it's in the early stages of dating, and maybe that person is very on and off with their communication. They communicate with you for a couple days, everything is great, and then they don't communicate with you for a couple of days. It really bothers you because it gives you mixed signals. You don't know where you stand with that person. And these are the things that are going through your mind, but you're afraid to say something to that person because you don't want to come off too clingy. You don't want to come off too forward, too soon. You're not quite sure how that person feels about you. So you don't say anything. You don't respond. You don't make an effort to contact them. That's where the assumptions are not going to do you any justice. I find it so much better to just be honest and to say something. And if that person is understanding, they're going to be willing to have an open and honest communication and conversation about that. And if they're not, that will actually give you some clues that this person may not be the best person for you. Because at the end of the day, if the person is mature emotionally, mentally, they're going to be able to have a conversation and to address whatever it is that's on your mind. Now, I'm not saying go fucking crazy on the person, but just have a conversation to say, hey, I noticed that sometimes the conversations that we have, they're really great. And then I don't hear from you for a couple of days. And that gives me mixed signals. So I just want to clarify with you before I assume. Even having a conversation like that, even if you don't get the answer that you want, at least you will get clarity so you're not stressing out or so you don't have anxiety. I always find that clear communication is best, especially if you're an empath or you're somebody who struggles with assuming or if you struggle with an anxious attachment style. Setting boundaries is very important, especially when it comes to communication in relationships and dating, because oftentimes we will let people get away with more in the beginning because we want to please them. We want to be the greatest person in their eyes, and especially because we're getting those floods of dopamine and serotonin and all these love neurotransmitters that are flooding the brain when you have something new. You don't want to ignore something that typically would bother you later on in the relationship because I can guarantee you that it's going to come up later. So it's really important that you have these boundaries and that you set these boundaries really early on with your potential partner, friendship, or whatever the relationship is. So for example, if somebody does something that you don't like, let them know. Let them know that it's something that you don't like. But of course, don't go crazy. Don't go apeshit on them. But just let them know, hey, I noticed that sometimes you call me for a couple days, but then I don't hear from you for a couple days. And that bothers me. Pay attention to how they respond to you pay attention to body cues. Oftentimes as empaths, we are very, very in tuned with the energy that's around us. We're not just listening to your words. We're looking at your body language. We're looking at how you move. We're looking at your eyes. We're paying attention to how we feel when we're around you. So pay attention to your intuition because oftentimes, especially if you are a sensitive individual, you are going to pick up on things way before your brain even realizes what's going on. Your intuitive hits are going to be so in tune, like something just doesn't feel right. And oftentimes our logic, our ego, will fight what our intuition is already picking up on because our intuition already knows. It's already telling you, ding, 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 red flag, red flag, run, run, bitch. Don't walk away, (laughs) run. And our brain is like, well, what are you talking about? Where is the logic behind this? Where is the evidence that you have? And that's when you start to overthink. That's when that anxiety kicks in. And I can guarantee you, and I've said this before, you will probably find nine times out of 10 that when you look back at all your situationships, all your relationships, that your intuition was going off. You were right. I put money on it that you were right 99% of the time. So your intuition is going to be key when it comes to leading you in the right direction and not wasting your time. And that's another thing I want to talk about is knowing when to walk away. So it's really good to have that clear and effective communication. But if something is not feeling right to you, you gave a boundary and that person is not respecting that boundary or is not responding in the way that you have expectations for in a relationship. Learn when to walk away because a person is not going to just magically change for you. A man, a woman, whoever it is, they're always going to show you or tell you who they are. Believe them the first time. Don't think that, oh, well, if I just do this, they can change. If I just do this type of behavior, they'll change. No, they're not going to change. They're showing you and telling you exactly who they are believe it the first time. So if somebody is not responding to your attempts to communicate with them, if they're ghosting you, if they have more of an avoidant attachment communication style, or that's their conflict resolution style is just to avoid things. And you know that your anxiety is going to build up, or if that's something you can't deal with, learn how to walk away and not stick around for the bullshit. And don't be afraid to ask the hard questions. I think this is probably a controversial and probably very subjective, depending on who you're talking to and depending on who you ask, because I'm the type of person I'm going to be very upfront very quickly. This is what I'm looking for. This is what I'm not looking for. For example, I met a guy recently, really liked him, had a great connection, but things happened really, really quick. So of course, he didn't know me very well. I didn't know him very well. We just knew we had a connection. The attraction was there the physical, the mental, everything was great. I was very upfront with questions in terms of what are you looking for? What's your history with cheating? What's your history with relationships? And for me, I'm not expecting somebody to be monogamous right away or to only date me right away. But for me, I wanna know if the potential is there. Are you looking for the same thing that I'm looking for? If so, great, then we can get to know each other and see if we're a good match. Let's see if we're compatible. Because you can have two people both looking for a relationship, you get to know each other, and you're not compatible. But if one person's looking for a relationship, and the other person knows that they are not ready for a relationship, and they just want something physical, for me, what's the point? So I would rather be upfront with somebody, even if I just met them, to say, okay, well, I'm looking for this right now in my life. What are you looking for? I think that's appropriate. And if somebody doesn't think that's appropriate or they don't respond in the way that you want them to, well, then you have your answer. Because if somebody is looking for the same thing, or if they're open to at least having a conversation about it, at least the seed is planted that you were up front, that you put your boundaries down. You put exactly what you were looking for and what your expectations were moving forward. And in my situation, I was very upfront and I saw pretty early on that we probably weren't on the same page and that's okay. But I'm so glad that I asked the questions that I did because then I didn't waste my time. And I think for a lot of empaths, because we're so sensitive and we feel and love so hard and so passionately, we naturally want to guard our heart. We do. So we ask these questions early. And again, there's nothing wrong with asking these questions, but you do have to be selective and use good judgment when you're asking these questions because you don't want to just start unraveling all these questions on somebody that you just met. But if you're in the moment and the person is receptive, ask the questions, let them know where you stand. And again, if there's something that doesn't sit right with you, bring it up. Don't just assume that they're going to know how you feel because oftentimes men, even women, are not mind readers. You also want to control your emotions. It's very easy, especially early in the dating or if you're in a relationship, to have an emotional response. We are emotional creatures, we're human. We have these emotions, that's okay. Oftentimes, we may see something, it might be a text message. And we might want to write paragraphs. I've been there. I have written paragraphs and I always regret it. (laughs) I would look back and like, why did I fucking send that? And so what I've tried to do now in my life is I look at it. I give myself a chance to respond or to process it prior to responding. And oftentimes I'll write something out and I won't send it. I'll look at it. I'll give myself time to think, give myself time to let the emotions pass and then respond after. Because most of the time, once those emotions start to subdue, you'll probably rethink what you're trying to write. Because when our emotions are taking over, we're not really thinking logically. We're not thinking in an analytical mindset. We're thinking emotionally. And emotions are good. It's part of what makes us human. But I find that it's better to respond once your emotions are not so high. So if you're in a state where you're a little bit more emotional, wait to respond or write it out, get it out, and then you can decide if you want to respond. It's also important to see things from a different perspective because not everybody thinks the same way. And sometimes we get so caught up in our own mindset that we forget that everybody has a distinct way of thinking. So it's better to try to put yourself in the other person's shoes and then think of a response once you can do that. Because if you're just listening to respond, and you're not listening to actually hear the person, no one's going to get anywhere. If you got two people who are going back and forth or trying to get something communicated, but yet you're listening to have a response, you're not really listening to them. You're not hearing them. And now you got two people who are just communicating to be heard, and neither one is listening to each other. It doesn't make for a good conversation, and it's just going to go in circles. So listen to the other person, try to see objectively, try to understand their point of view, and then think of how you're going to respond once you've done those things. Especially if you tend to be more on the anxious side, it's really important that you listen and try to understand the other perspective before you respond. Also, try not to bring up the past. Usually the past, it's not going to be about what you're talking about in that moment. Unless it has something to do with what you're talking about, it's better to just leave it alone because it's only going to add to the conflict. Also, use I messages. Rather than saying things like, you really messed up, begin statements with I. So make your statements about yourself so that way the other person doesn't feel like you're attacking them. I feel frustrated when this happens. I feel that when you don't call me, it puts me in a position to feel anxious. So you focus on your point of view rather than the other person feeling attacked. Learn how to take a time out. Learn how to take a break. Sometimes, especially if you're arguing or if you're in the heat of the moment or if you're feeling really emotional, it can be really difficult to continue a discussion without it becoming an argument or a fight or without people getting the wrong idea with what one another is trying to communicate. So if you feel yourself or your partner starting to get too angry, or if it's just no longer constructive, or if the communication is breaking down, it's okay to take a break. It's okay to say, I'll come back to this later, but right now I can't have this discussion because I can't think clearly and I'm unable to see your point of view right now. That is you setting your boundary. And that's okay to have those boundaries, whether it's taking a walk, sleeping it off, Going to exercise, you do whatever you need to do for yourself because that is you setting that boundary with your partner. John Gottman, who is renowned for his research in couples and in relationships, has three skills and one rule for having intimate conversations. The rule is that the understanding must precede advice. Dr. Gottman tells couples that the goal of an intimate conversation is only to understand not to problem solve. Premature problem solving tends to shut people down. And problem solving and advice should only begin when people totally feel understood. So the skill number one that he talks about is putting your feelings into words. And I think whether You're in a relationship, in a marriage, or just starting to date, I think all of this can be applied to whatever stage of your love life that you're in. So, the first skill is being able to put one's feelings into words. This skill is called focusing by master clinician Eugene Gendlin. He states that when people are able to find the right images or the words for how they're feeling, it's kind of a resolution. We feel less tension. We feel more at ease and the intimate conversations can be opened. So it makes them focus on conversations about feelings. So it's much deeper and more intimate because the words reveal who we are. Skill two, we talked about this earlier, is asking open-ended questions. So a closed-ended question would be, do you like red or do you like green? Well, I like red. That's a closed-ended question. An open-ended question would be, what are you looking for out of a relationship? It elicits the person to go more into detail. Using open-ended questions, it's more intimate. You really can get to know somebody by asking these questions. So this is a skill set. It's not easy to ask these questions, and it's not easy for the other person to ask you these questions, but it's something that you can practice. The third skill set is expressing empathy. And for a lot of my empaths that are listening, this is not hard for you. This is something that is actually comes at a cost for many of us. We validate. We like to empathize. And oftentimes, it's at the cost of our own health, of our own time. And that's when those boundaries kick in. But it's still important to have that empathy for others and to validate the other people. And I think that's why we attract so many people to us that need to be healed, because we're so good at validating and expressing empathy. Empathy is not easy. For us, a lot of empaths, it comes naturally, but empathy is not something that everybody can have. And oftentimes it comes in different levels and different forms. And empathy is shown by communication that these thoughts, feelings, and needs make sense to you, that you understand why the other person is experiencing what they are experiencing. That doesn't necessarily mean that you agree with the person. You might, for example, have an entirely different memory or interpretation of the events. You might have a different opinion. But empathy means communicating that given your partner's perceptions, these thoughts, feelings, and needs are valid and they make sense. You have your own perceptions. Both of your perceptions are valid. Communication for me has always been really tricky because I'm such a communicative person. I'm very upfront, especially if I feel comfortable with you. I can share my life story. I can just be completely upfront with everything. I'm an open book if I feel comfortable, if I have a connection, and if the chemistry is there. You also have to be careful, though, because I've been in situations where I pretty much give someone a roadmap because I'm so open. They know exactly what to do and exactly what to say in order to get what they want. That's where your intuition is going to kick in. You have to trust your intuition. And when you're seeing those red flags, do not ignore them. But I'm to the point in my life, I feel like I say that a lot on this podcast <laughs> because I'm getting all these resolutions and, and I'm going through so much growth right now. I really feel I'm to the point that I would rather be upfront and honest with everybody that I meet. I'm going to stay true to myself because I'm a genuine person. I want to be the most authentic version of myself that I can be. And if that person does not accept that or if they're showing otherwise or if they're not looking for the same thing or if they're not on the same path, that's okay. It sucks. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that I'm this badass person who doesn't feel any feelings when I get disappointed. Of course I feel. I feel wholeheartedly. Even if I have sex with somebody, it could be one time. Sex is an exchange of energy. So to me, I can get disappointed just having sex with somebody one time. I'm not saying I go around doing that, but even having that connection one time. And if it doesn't work out, it can be devastating. It hurts. Of course it hurts. I'm human. And so I want to validate all of you listening that if you're feeling these feelings, it's okay to have them, but I want you to be your most authentic self because I think when you are authentic and you're genuine and you spoke your truth, even if it was scary doing it, even if it meant you getting outside of your comfort zone to say how you felt to somebody, at least you can go to bed knowing, you know what, I said what I had to say, I was honest, and that's all I can be at the end of the day. And that person is either going to be honest back or they're going to choose their own path and that's okay. If they decide to make their exit, let them go. Hold the door open for them because you're creating space for people that belong in your life. When you let other people exit your life, you are creating room for the people that need to be in your life, the people that are healthy for you. But if you hold the space for all this toxic shit, for all the stuff that you said you weren't going to put up with, you told yourself, my next relationship I'm not going to put up with A, B, C, and D, but you find yourself doing that, you're not creating room for healthy people. Be your authentic self, speak your truth, say how you feel, and don't assume that other people know how you feel. Never assume, always be up front. I feel personally that everyone deserves to know where they stand. So even if I meet somebody that I'm not into or even if I meet someone that I really don't like, I'm still going to be honest with them. Before I didn't used to do that. I'm not going to sit here and lie and act like I did. But I feel that it's my responsibility to just be a good human and say, hey, I had a great time with you, but I wasn't feeling the situation. And I appreciate that when someone does that to me, because that way I know where I stand and I know what lessons that need to be learned. So that way I don't repeat them in the future. That's how you grow when you learn from your mistakes or when you learn from situations or people, that's where the growth happens. So your homework moving forward is to have open and honest communications with the relationships that are around you, even if those conversations are uncomfortable, because those are the conversations that are going to help you grow. When you set those boundaries, when you have the uncomfortable conversations, they will get easier and easier. And the people that are supposed to be in your life will be. And the people that are not supposed to be will make their exit. So, again, I am so, so grateful and humbled for everyone listening. I don't even have the words because the podcast has been growing and it's growing at an alarming rate. And the messages that I get from all of you are so beautiful. Some of them bring me to tears because there's lives that are changing. And I know that by sharing my vulnerable moments, by sharing my vulnerable stories, by sharing my shitty dating life, it's going to help somebody out there. And that's fine. And I'm perfectly okay with that. I will continue to share all of my stories, as long as it's helping at least one person. So if you like the podcast, please, please share it. That is the one thing that I am so, so grateful for is when you guys share the podcast, please rate and review. And until next time, see you on the next episode of Diary of an Empath.